Mighty House crew is on the job. This is Mighty House. Hey, folks. Those of you that follow Mighty House all the time might probably know that uh, I'm building a house down in Florida. And uh, we've done some different segments on, you know, building in Florida. But today I'm going to change it up a little bit. Uh, I want to talk about a little project I've got going to finish off part of the kitchen. Um, something that I think most people would enjoy. Pardon for me for being a little sweaty. It's down, it's warm in here in Florida. Anyway, so I had a delivery from Chicago. So what we've got going here, this came from Corrigan Urban Forest Products in Skokie. So what I ordered here is a maple slab. It's 13 feet long, 23 inches wide, two inches thick. And I'm sure you've seen these used for tabletops and so on. So, but what I've decided to use it for is my breakfast counter, the counter in the kitchen. So I've got this nice long counter here. So let's see how we can do that. And you can see I've got aluminum angle brackets already mounted in the wall to help support the top. Those were laser leveled. Um, and we'll talk about those as we progress. So first thing we need to do today is get this top all set up and rough cut to fit where it needs to finish. So this is gonna be, that's my finished edge. That's my bark side. So that'll be the outside edge, so it's sitting the way it would be. The other side will be square cut, so the overall finish of the top will be somewhere around 18, 19 inches, and that's what we're gonna determine right now. So I'll get that laid out, and then I'll show you how we did that. So we'll be back. So the first thing we need to do is we need to find out, I, I know from measuring that my top needs to be 18 and a half inches deep. Anything deeper is gonna get in the way of the sink. So the first thing I wanna do is I'm taking a chalk line and I'm trying to find my straight front edge. I don't know if you can see that very well, but there's the chalk line. And basically you're not cut, I'm not cutting this straight. I, what I'm looking for is an average. So that end there, I'm at the point. Down here I'm past. The point and up there I'm in the middle so what I want to do is I know my finished top is going to be right around there so I'll bring a string over just about to where I want to end my top and then I take a look and I can see that I have a bulge in the middle but that only adds character and at the end of the counter I like this little curve so that line right there is what I'm going to use as my front edge reference to start with and it's not squared off anything it's just a reference line okay we took our average line that little chalk line when I laid it in the front and I kind of eyeballed an average where I liked the look of it. So then I pulled back from that, my finish, 18 and a half. So I've got a straight line on the back now. So, and here's a tip. This end here, this side that's cut flat, don't pull any measurements from that. Take everything from the front where you like it, okay? So now I've got a straight line. That's the back of my countertop. The ends, you square them off of the that line now. So that's your baseline. So using a framing square, all I did is line this up, draw my line. That's one end. That end is going right there against the wall. The other end, we're going to leave it float for a minute. I want to get it in place. I want to make sure that I can scribe it against the wall. If the wall's not straight, I don't want to have this end getting too short. But that is where this should end. So you can see that's not square to the end. But that's the beauty of the live edge. Once it's all done, it's square to the back edge. 
but the live edge is going to be random and gorgeous when it's done. First cut's completed with just a seven and a quarter inch scale saw. So I was able to do this with the scale saw just quite simply because obviously it's a two inch slab, so I can cut down. You can see a little bit of burn. It is maple, so it's a hard wood. It's uh, going to give it, you know, give your saw a little work. Um, but the other thing is that I didn't mention earlier, one of the beautiful things Horrigan Urban Forest Products does, these trees are reclaimed from the city of Chicago, um, but they're, they're treated, once they're cut, they go, are kiln dried and stacked in, with stickers. So what happens is these slabs are flat. So I get to skip one of the hardest steps in doing this work is trying to flatten your slab. So if it's a naturally dried live edge slab, a lot of times there's a, a lot of cupping or crowning to it. These are great. They are nice and flat to start with most of the time. Uh, the other thing too is that the moisture content is between 20, 10 and 12%, so I'm good to go. Uh, but in my cut, I can do, well, I've been doing skill software forever, so we're good. I just got to get her fitted. Okay. So we've done the, the back cut. We've done the left end cut. And we've put it up on the bracket so we can start seeing how it fits. And I have a one and a half inch overhang on the back side, which will allow me to do a tile backsplash and still finish out about one inch overhang. I want a one and a half inch overhang on this end, but I've just got it marked, but I haven't cut it because as I said, I don't know if this wall is completely square to the other wall. And now you can see with this up against the wall, it isn't. So what I'll do now is I can scribe that to the wall and cut it so that it's tight to the wall and we'll get rid of that gap. Then we can cut the other end to length. On that square line, we'll just cut it to length so it has the one and a half inch overhang. Okay, so we scribed the end and we've got that cut in nice to the wall, put a little actually negative edge on there so it wouldn't actually stick out at the bottom or anything. So we've got a nice cut there. So we checked our gap. I wanted a one and a half inch overhang on the back, little gap underneath this countertop so to do that easily. Just two by four block, inch and a half. Just make sure it's flush. Get that in there. And our next step now, we're gonna go underneath and we're gonna mark out where all of our mounts are. The aluminum brackets that we put in the top and the wall already. So I'm gonna mark those out right now. Okay, so we've cut off the short end. You know, it's where the overhang is, marked it off that inch and a half, cut that off. We've laid out, after we marked out from the bottom, we marked out all where the three brackets are. So we need to cut those out because we want to mortise those brackets into the bottom of, bottom of this piece of wood so that if you run your hand underneath, you don't want to feel that bracket. You want to keep everything flush. So the easiest way to cut these out is set your router up. And I've got a plowing bit that is set up for just a, a hair deeper than what the brackets are. They're a half inch thick. So I may go in 9 sixteenths on the depth of this bit. So I will actually use the router to route out or plow out most of the material, but I'll stay away from that line and then we'll come back with a good sharp chisel and true everything up so it looks nice and straight. All right, we finished mortising out 
most of the wood using a router, and now all I need to do is go back over it all with the chisel, and that'll shape everything out real nice. All right, finished chiseling out, squaring up all the edges, making it all look real nice. Time to throw it back up on the brackets, and if everything fits well, the next step is sanding and finishing. That'll be next. Okay, put the countertop in place. Give it a test fit. You can kind of see what it looks like there. Now it is level, left to right, but front to back it's not quite yet. But what I want to really show you is how nice those mortise brackets look underneath there. They're nice and flush with the bottom, and that's without the screws in them yet, so that'll actually help. So we've got the brackets in there, but they don't hang down, so you get a nice finish. Oh, he needs a little mud or maybe a little trim molding on the bottom. But next step, out to the shop for finishing. So we'll give you step-by-step step on that as well. All right, we've got the top out in the shop now. And first thing we want to do is sort of debark the live edge. You don't want to take all the color off, but anything that's loose, you know, any bark that's on there, that's just, this is just going to keep drying and cracking off. So you want to get the loose stuff off of there. So that's our first step in finishing. So what we use to debark is just a, a brass cup, wire cup. And all I did is just, you want to just run it over it. Nice and quick, it'll leave some deeper gouges on soft sapwood. The heartwood's always stronger, but you know, being a live edge. But you can see the dust on the top. You know, just took off a little bit, just whatever's loose, so that I don't have to worry about that flaking as we go. So now the next step is to, we'll start with finishing the bottom, getting that sanded down, but then we'll get to the top. And we'll sand that down all the way to 120 for our finish. All right, we've hit it with 50 grit on a belt sander and then 80 grit. So we've got most of the chatter, bandsaw marks out of it. I think it needs another couple of passes with 80. And then we'll go to the 120 grit to get it smoothed out some. But the color's really starting to come out of this board. It didn't look like it had that much red in it before, but I'm really liking what I see. Looking good. Okay, final sanded the top. Now we've just spray it down with a little bit of clear water. Basically, all I'm trying to do is raise the grain. And then I'll give it a one quick final sand. We'll do a wood color, or wood uh, cleaner. And then we'll put the top coat on there. Okay, we let the water dry off. That raised the grain up. Uh, not absolutely necessary with the finish we're using. Uh, most oil-based finishes, you don't necessarily have to do that. If you're doing a water-based stain or a water-based urethane sealer, then you definitely want to spray that with water and get that grain to come up and then give it a quick sand. So my next step for this finish is I've actually got to do, I'm going to use a wood cleaner. Uh, Rubio Monocoat is the finish that we're using on this. So most of you may not be familiar with this. Rubio Monocoat is a hard wax. And with that wax, you can put it on straight out of the can. Comes in different colors and finishes. But, uh, it, it Basically, it's, it's a hard wax that you only need to put a single coat on, okay? If you could put it on straight out of the can, it's fine, but it won't be cured for 30-some days. If you add the Part B, the hardener, a 2 to 1, I'm sorry, 3 to 1, 
that accelerator, then this is actually cured in seven days and it'll accept, not say waterproof, but it won't water spot so easy. So I'm gonna get this mixed up three to one. I'll get a coat on here and then uh, I'll show you what it looks like when it's finished. One thing I didn't mention about Rubio Monocoat, you don't need much. Uh, the bottom of this particular piece, I did with four tablespoons of finish, three of the part A, one of the part B. The top here I mixed up six total. So I did like six teaspoon or six, six tablespoons of part A and then two tablespoons of B because I had to do edges and the the other live edge I thought would take a little bit more. Uh, this stuff goes on very simple. You can use a brush to get it into the like the live edge, but the flat where it's all finished Use a Bondo spreader, plastic spreader. There's plenty of videos on YouTube. Rubio Monaco's own website has that. The finish I put on this is called Pure. There is absolutely no pigments in this finish. So this is actually the color of the wood, the natural color of the wood coming out. And this has a real furniture-like finish. It's not thick like uh, pour on epoxy. It's not, you know, base color, uh, stain and polyurethane. But something else that you find about Rubio Monaco is that this can be refinished if need be. Um, if you add coats, it doesn't have lap lines. It's a great finish. It gives you a real quality uh, furniture-like finish that is actually, like I say, watertight in seven days or water-resistant in seven days. So I'm actually shocked on this piece of, this is a piece of silver maple came out of Chicago uh, from a reclaimed tree. Uh, I'm really surprised how much red is in this, but as you can see, I mean, it really came out nice. It's definitely going to be a, a, a good conversation piece in this house. Anyway, that's making up a live edge countertop. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.